Welcome to Some Would Say. Casual chats for curious people. Your weekly podcast hosted by us, Amelia Rose and Lara May, unpacking all things life from the arts to well-being, from work to play and hearing what others have to say. Bonjour. On today's episode, we chat with Lucy Dunning about living in France and life as an expat. Lucy talks about the things no one prepares you for when moving abroad, the hilarious cultural differences she's come to know, how to make friends the French way, and whether she would rather give up croissants or Nutella crepes. Au revoir and enjoy the episode. Lucy, it's been a hot minute since we've been slinging coffees together, mate. Oh, I know, I know. Those were the times. Totally. Welcome. So good to see you again. It's been so long. I know. So sad, but so good to see you guys. Yeah, mm. amazing. Well, we're not going to um, let you get away without answering the question that we ask all our guests, um, which is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and what would we order you to drink? I mean, we've been on a night out, Laz, many. We have, actually. But I will say that I'm repping the Cosmopolitans at the moment, except I don't drink them with vodka because, like, nasty, but I drink them with gin. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. I do love a Cosmo, but you're right. I feel like Smirnoff ruined vodka for me. Oh, yeah. Vodka lime sodas ruined vodka for me. Yeah. Vodka ruined vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Literally. Yeah, that's so French of you. Yes, so French of you. But then I I have to order that in French, you know, like Mm. it's just a whole ordeal. And often they're like, what? Because it's loud. And I'm like, you know what, just just give me anything. I'll take whatever. Just give me whatever. And so if we were to order a Cosmopolitan in French, what would we say? I think it's just Cosmo, but we've oh. got French accents. So <laughs> yeah. like Cosmo. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I should have started this chat with, bonjour, je m'appelle Lara, comment ça va? Oh my God. I would give you an A for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get into a bit more about why that why, why that would be in a moment. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so everyone makes sense. But first of all, uh, well, second of all, what is your DJ song request? Just anything 80s. What a vibe. Mm. Play an 80s banger and like I'm on the D floor in a hot minute. But yep. at the moment, I am really enjoying Unholy by Sam Smith. What a yep. It is a bit, actually a bit of a banger, can confirm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Love that. Yep. Love the 80s. Well, Lucy, yes. can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I guess like the general gist of today's episode is because you're living abroad, you're Australian and you're living in France. So tell us like, how did that come to be? It's a, it's a bit of a long story. So I'll try to keep it brief, but basically when I was 16, I did an exchange, um, to come to France because I had like awesome French teachers, shout out Miss Petite. That was (laughs) her literal name. Oh, no way. That's amazing. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like what more do you need in a French teacher? (laughs) That is French Tiger tick. <laughs> yeah. And so she organized um, with the other French teacher this like amazing exchange. And I got paired up with this beautiful family that I'm still in contact with today. 
And little did I know that their family was like hella well off. And so I like lived a really good life for like, you know, three (laughs) weeks or whatever. And I was like, damn, like I could get used to this lifestyle. Like, (laughs) so yeah, I was just like, I need to make this place my home. And so that kind of ignited the passion and yeah, so that's me. So cool. And you you grew up in, um, was it Sunshine Coast? Yeah, Sunny Coast. So I grew up in the Sunny Coast. When I was 17, I moved to Brisbane to do my degree. So I studied French, English and teaching um, to be a French and English teacher. (laughs) And... I think I graduated in 2018 and I knew I was moving to France at the end of my degree, but I knew my job wouldn't start for like nine or 10 months. Mm. So I was like, hmm, what to do for 10 months? So I actually went rural and I went and lived in Mackay for 10 months teaching, which was interesting. Mm. I remember that now. I'm like, why do I know this? (laughs) I'm like, yes. Yeah, I know. It was was such, such a random thing for me to do. Like I literally decided in like the last two weeks of my degree and I was like, YOLO, I'm going to Mackay. <laughs> literally everyone was Mackay, like, what let's the go. hell? Yeah, because literally I, the whole the whole entire of my degree, I was like, yuck, never going rural. I'm a city girl. And then last minute I was like, nah, jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that was all around like probably just after the time we were working together. I probably like yes. um, alluded to that at the start of this chat, but. Lucy and I met making coffees at Tall Short Espresso. Represent oh my God. Um, in va- in Paddington, uh, Brisbane, back in the day. Those five a.m. coffee mornings oh. when you're like oh. still asleep and you're like making a bloody cappuccino for old mate that's come in. Yeah, those oh, were the they days. They would line up at the door. Do you remember? And you'd yeah. be like putting out this like horrendously heavy table. <laughs> you're like carrying it and banging it on the door as you come out. Oh. And, like, some guys like you open yet? <laughs> Clearly <Nine>. not, <laughs> champion. Yeah, nah. Those were the days. Yeah. I remember there was a our colleague or slash friend um, Ryan <laughs> at the time. He would like come in from like all nighters and the cushions that we had like a, a chair window cushion that people could like sit on. It was like very much a city like hole in the wall style cafe, but there was this one long cushion along the window thing. He would sleep on that like before his shift started. <laughs> like oh in. my God. Yeah. He'd come in like for the 5.30 open shift or something, but he'd bane of oh my, my fucking existence. Oh my God. And he'd, he'd sleep on that bloody cushion. That, that is, is, that's, that's commitment. That's idea though. Yeah done that that's like hospo iconic yeah like, that's like you're 19 and you're living your best fucking yeah. hospo but the life. funny thing was he was about 25 oh, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's fine too sure. not ageist here. yeah 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 anyway oh um that's like a bit of a background of how i know lucy but obviously since then um she's been just off frolicking in france so um yeah. we're going to talk about oh. that today yeah and yeah. so so you loved France and you always had this like vision of moving there. But so what do you do now? You made that a reality. When when did this all come into play after you finished uni, you said? Yeah. So after when I finished uni, I applied to be a language assistant um, and you just get like given where you go. Like you get a choice of three zones and they're like, OK, off you go. So you can get really lucky and be put in a city or you can be 
I, I don't want to say unlucky, but for me, unlucky since I had just, I'd been rural. I wanted mm. a change, you know? Mm. Um, and you know, you get like a country town where there's like 4,000 people, you know? <laughs> so I got really lucky and I got put in Bordeaux, France. So I was a language assistant for two years at one school. Um, and then, um, a teacher actually got sick at the school. So they asked me to take over for like four months and it was awesome. So I was like a real teacher again, which was great. Um, and then, yeah, I've just been like between teaching jobs. Um, like I taught at the university for a year and now I'm teaching back at school. So yeah. And, and what does that look like? Like obviously you, um, you teach, I mean, you, you speak English and French. Does that mean that you're mostly kind of being like, this is how you speak English, but then also have the ability to converse with them fluently in French if necessary to explain concepts yeah. and stuff? Like that is just... I'd say at work, I've never really had to explain in French because the students I've been with are quite good at English. Uh, yeah. So I've never really had to do that. But, you know, maybe once actually I did and it was fine, like... I have an adequate level of French that I can get around, you know. Me saying um, English like it's this like wild foreign <laughs> language that no one's ever heard of, but in reality <laughs> everyone learns it from like day dot of like American uh, movies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, here it's wild. They literally start when they're like six learning English. True. Um, they're just, yeah, like my, I don't know, that, but there's a stereotype in French France that French people can't speak English yeah like, there is isn't what? there yeah I'm like what are you talking about because like you know any English speaking anglophone person comes to France and they're like hello can <laughs> I get a croissant merci and you're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Oh, funny. How nice. Well, I, um, I've i actually been to Bordeaux before. I went when I was Ooh. 12, I think I was, Ooh. and we went around Delicious. Yeah, with mum and dad. It's so beautiful down there. And what did you think? Well, I mean, I feel like travelling when you're 12 <laughs> is always a little bit different, don't you reckon? It's like, like yes. I, I was like mesmerised and it was amazing and like I – played with all the little French kids and like it was all oh fun. God, Very sure. wholesome. Yeah, like super wholesome. That's so cute. But I would love to go back as an adult now and appreciate, you know. More. Get lit on red wine. Yeah, literally. <laughs> that. Honestly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Big yes from me. So are you based in Bordeaux at the moment? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have not left Bordeaux because why would you when, you know, red wine is here? So yep. yeah. No, Fair. I love it. It's like a mini Paris in my opinion except everyone is much nicer than the mm. parisian people yeah okay but i'm biased so when did your interest in the french language kick in like how old were you i know you said you did the exchange when you were quite young but like before that you would have had to have a moment where you were like french is cool yeah i guess like it's actually funny my mum and dad were always would always say that you remember that tv show called madeline yeah the French girl with the red hair, like living in the orphanage or whatever. Totally. I was like, had a Madeline doll. Like, I was represent yes. Madeline. I was through and Thank through. You. You, you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. I was literally obsessed with that. Like I would watch the VCR. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. VCR. Yeah. yeah. And like on repeat and like literally rewind it straight away, watch it as it's like rewinding. I was obsessed with that. So my dad always says that it's funny that I was like so obsessed with 
that TV show and then yep. I ended up moving to France. You are like a real life Madeline, like yeah, with your red hair. Say. Like, <laughs> so, so good. Um, okay, so more specifically about, I guess, like living abroad as a whole, what would you say are the best and also hardest things about living overseas? Uh, there's so many good things about living overseas, but I'm going to start with like the hard parts first. So probably the thing that's hardest about living overseas when you're Australian is just how far friends and family become when you move and just knowing that, you know, if you need someone or need to talk, like they're a whole world away, they're 28 hours away by plane. And not only that, but the time difference can be really hard and tricky. So if you need to talk to someone, often no one's awake. Yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> just like, okay, I'll deal with it myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that would definitely be the hardest part, I think. And just like knowing if something happens, something goes wrong, mm-hmm. like 28 hours away. Yeah. So yeah. that's always in the back of my mind, but I don't let myself think about it too much mm. yeah. um, and then also hardest thing would be like honestly culture shock and just like the little cultural things that are different that you have to get used to because you've chosen to like come to this new place and it's kind of like <laughs> you need to get with the program if that makes sense <laughs> yeah. you just need to like go with it and you're like okay cool yeah yeah it brings you back down to earth like you're like well I don't really have a say in this because this has been etched in history for a long time or whatever and I guess like when you get to know people making friends and stuff it's like you look for those similarities in people that makes you feel connected to them because you can relate so it's almost like such different culture uh yeah it would be really hard to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Like, I grew up there or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you're – and the French are so bizarre because – well, they're not, but a little bit. <laughs> we won't tell France. They, yeah, sorry, France. Yeah. Excuse me, France. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, literally, like, the French people make their high school groups or their university groups and, like, they have them for life mm. and they don't – they don't forget them. Like they hang out with them all the time and a little it's bit clicky. Really hard. Yeah. They're super clicky and it's super hard to break into those groups. Like you literally need a French person to take a liking to you being like, yes, I will keep this one wow. and bring you into the group. And once you have that, you're like in, do you know what yeah. I mean? But if you don't have like a French person welcoming you in, you're not gonna get in. They're not going to let you in. Yeah. Wow. Super interesting. Yeah. Different. Mm. intimidating as well Mm. where everyone's like yeah you are my friend love you (laughs) yeah come around to the barbie mate yeah yeah (laughs) and so Mm. what about the best parts oh so many good things about living overseas like obviously in europe you have all of europe at your fingertips so you know i remember i think it was last year I found like 40 euro return tickets to Portugal and I was like, let's go. Like, I think that's like 60 bucks. Oh my God. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, we going. And I remember my boyfriend was like, oh, but you know, Portugal, like, mm. I was like, we are going for 40 euros. Like I'll pay your ticket. Like yeah. off we go. Yeah. yeah. So that's amazing. And just like the food here is like amazing. I can't speak for other European countries, I, I suppose, but like ex- 
so I can speak for some of them, but the food is just next level here. I just love it. And the food culture, like having to pair the right wines with the right foods. I'm down with it. Yeah. I am a changed woman. I feel like French people also, they love their sweet food, but they also do it in like a, such a wholesome and like, well, you just have a little bit. Yeah. And like that sort of way, there's not this like the Western societies, just like massive bottles of Coca-Cola and like, it's very different, isn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I remember, like, I think Canton bought me like biscuits because I was sick and I was like, nom, 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 like <laughs> ate them all. And Conto was like, why didn't you just have one? Like a normal person. I was like, what? Like you just have <laughs> like one? A normal like, You're like, this is normal where I come from. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me or my culture. <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's like classic. I mean, literally got pretty... shamed so hard. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I ate a whole packet of Tim Tams in the car park once before I even got home. Like, but that's just like so standard. standard. I understand you. I understand you. <laughs> See, we're relating. Like, you don't need to, yeah. You don't need to say I did this. Like me too. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No explanation required. Um, Maybe don't say it here in France though. Avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, I'm curious, like what other little quirks? Cause like, I'm sure, li- I'm sure like studying a language while living in Australia and then like living and breathing it, actually being in the country, yeah. are two very different things. Like what else, what are some other funny little things that you've picked up about that French people do um, differently to us? Oh, there's, it's like, where do I begin? <laughs> but the biggest thing I would say that struck me when I first arrived would be the protests that oh. the French people do. Oh. Yeah. So like anytime anything happens, the French people are like, we must take to the street. And when That's I my mum in my woolen bar every weekend. That's <laughs> 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 the Coliseum gas playing marches. She in well Maybe here, she's like. got some French blood going on. Anyway, continue <laughs> the continue That's the story. So funny. No, but like I remember when I first got here, there was what was called the gilet jaune, which is the yellow jackets. I forget exactly what they were protesting. So it's so long ago that I'm like, I don't even know anymore. But they were protesting and I remember Canton was like, oh, they're so annoying. That's like what they're protesting for. uh," And I was like, okay, but they were so dangerous (laughs) That, you know, the main strip, it would be like Queen Street equivalent of Brisbane. All of the shops would close because they didn't want the protesters coming in and wrecking shit. What? And oh, so wow. When, yeah, when the protests would go, like, come through, um, you'd be like, oh, shit, like, take cover, and you'd, like, run into one of these stores and they would be closing the door and you'd be like, no, wait for me. Like, Whoa. Oh, my yes. Because the police would come and they would smoke bomb all of the protesters with like tear gas and <gasps> quite often get like tear gas and be like, okay, crying for the next hour. Yeah, oh it was insane. And like, wow. I remember I was walking once and like I'm pretty oblivious as a person. So I'm just like walking and I happened to stumble through one of these protests and it was literally like a police and protester standoff. And I was like, like walking through the middle of it. And this protester was like, don't do it. The cops are going to get you. I was like, let me go. Like, let me live my life. But Obviously yeah, so said much more eloquently and, and beautifully in French. Yeah. Uh, not even. I was just like, like 
let me go. <laughs> but um, yeah, and like you'll laugh at this. The protests that are about to start is about, or that had started last winter because it's always in winter that people protest because they have nothing better to do. Yeah, They're not on holidays. So um, they protested the, um, what's it called, the retirement age going from 55 up to 60. And all of the French people were like, this is a breach of human rights. And they were like all in the streets. And I was like, what? Like 60 is so good to retire. Like give me that. Yeah, that's young for Australia. Yeah, I was like, ooh, spicy. Like we love it. But they were so mad. They were like, can you believe it? I was like, (laughs) yes, I actually can. I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that surprises me so much. I, fe- I feel like there is a, a level of stereotype that French are like spicy and fiery, but I just would never yeah. imagine them being like uh, criminals almost. Do you know what I mean? Or not that protesting well, is not, a crime. It's not. But yeah, it's not criminal acts though. They're just like really annoying. Right. Like, and right. But however, the yellow jackets were like next level, but majority of the time it's just annoying. Like the trains have to stop, the trams have to stop, the buses have to stop because there's like people on the roads. Mm. So it's just like That's so funny. And then you have Australia and we have a protest once in a blue moon and it's like a novelty and it's like, oh, Australians are so like laid back. And also, yeah, they're so docile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what's it's, worse. I feel like there's like we need to come to a middle ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, if you think about it, it goes back to our histories. Like in Australia, like a big part of Australian people do come from convicts and mm. just had to be told what to do. Whereas True. the French people in the revolution were like, we will get rid of the aristocratic people mm, and, you know, yes. guillotine, chop, chop, blood, blood, et cetera. So. Yep. Yeah. Wow. When you, yeah, when you really sense. think about where it's come from, it does kind of add up, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you um, spoke about your boyfriend and I'm going to butcher his name. Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> How do you pronounce it? See, this is a thing. Even I pronounce it wrong sometimes and everyone's like oh like you can't even say your boyfriend's name I'm like stop it's a hard name for an anglophone person to say but how I say it is Quentin Quentin yeah see I would have said Quentin yeah Quentin that's that's how my family refer to him as well Quentin you know it's okay we'll just say Quentin oh so funny and um that is some serious goals to have a French boyfriend I feel like in some people's eyes yeah can you tell us a little bit about how you how you guys came to be yeah well when I first moved to Bordeaux I went on heaps of dates just to practice my French because like how good like free French tutors love it so yeah and I would get a free glass of wine out of it even better <laughs> so good um, so I would often just be going on dates and I remember I think I was seeing like two guys at the same time and you know it wouldn't progress anything past a date yeah but girl they were both out of town and you know my friends were out of town and I was like oh what am I gonna do with my weekend so I went on tinder and I was like okay gotta find me my next French tutor and yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, matched with Canton. And I remember like in, even in his messages, he was like 
typing so much and I was like, wow, I'm learning so much French already. Like, <laughs> so tick yeah. the boxes. And then, like, no, but the thing is when you date as an expat in a country where like you're kind of a novelty, like, because there's not a lot of Australians, I would say in Bordeaux that I like, where are you? If you're yeah. out there, let me know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah. but, um, literally like, um, when you date, everyone's like, Oh, tell me about Australia. And they're like, kind of more seeing your nationality, if that makes sense. Mm. And they ask questions more about your nationality rather than you as a person, which is like, yeah. whatever. So I'm just here for a chat and like a glass of wine. So it's true. <laughs> but with Quentin, he was like, Oh, so tell me about your hobbies. Like, do you have like any family? He was just like a real sweetie. And I was like, what are these questions? Like, I'm not used to them. Yeah. Um, I've actually forgotten how to answer them. So yeah, like, yeah. who am I? Especially in French. I was like, what is this word? Yeah. So, yeah. Can you teach I don't know. Me? After the first date, I was like, hmm, that felt different. Like, <laughs> so yeah. And when yeah, was this? how we met. What year? Um, it was not long after I arrived. I think it was 2019, November, end of November. And yeah. Yeah, right. Um, And do you have any like Aussie traits that make him laugh? I don't know. Maybe not makes him laugh, but whenever I do say you reckon, he's always like, oh, you reckon? You reckon? (laughs) You reckon? And I'm like, yeah, I I do reckon. Like, get off my back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so good. I had a, like, I'm not going to say it was a boyfriend, but I had a French love. Um, French for, fling. for five seconds it, it's, Ooh, yes. it wasn't even I'll just give you like this in a nutshell story but um yeah, do it. and when I say love like it, it's a really dramatic word for what it was but um my, we had I don't know if you've, if you've heard of the app called couch surfing anyway we had a French guy stay with us when I was still living at home like in high school and oh I remember yeah this. Francois <laughs> And I was dead set in love. Like he stayed with us for a few weeks and we went to the French patisserie in town and had like French things and um, <laughs> French things. <laughs> yeah. French things. And then when he went to like, mom, if you're listening, I don't think you know this, but, but um, he went to Sydney after, after Northern New South Wales, where, where we were and like, we were chatting like over Facebook. He was like, I will fly you to the blue mountains and we will have like romantic weekend. And I was like, oh, yes. yes yeah, I know. Um, it didn't happen. Cause I had like no money and like, I was we. 16 oh, or so something. he wasn't shouting? No, Excuse I was me. like rude. No, he was, he was backpacking. So I feel like he was like broke as fuck. Um, but anyway, like we, we kind of like kept a relationship just online for years, just like chatting here and there. And then when I did eventually go to France, um, he, I couch surfed on his couch no with my mum because <laughs> mum and I, like we both knew him obviously. And um, yeah. she did like a stint of my Europe trip with me, like five days or something. Anyway, we, oh we stayed there and we finally had our first kiss um, while mum was getting the Uber Eats. <laughs> Like when in France, <laughs> Uber Eats. When in France. But anyway, we're literally like the moment we just got, just got to seize the moment and like had and our so first kiss. Was this like four it's years apart? Yeah, this was like 16, 17, 9, 20, 22. Oh, so this you were 17. I was 16 at the, t- at the time. I, I was like oh, fell in love in inverted commas. Um, but then, and by this point, I was like so not in love at all. But it was more just the novelty for me, which sounds bad. But it I was, was like. French fling. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, he, mum was getting the Uber Eats. We had a little cheeky pash and yeah, that was seven <laughs> years later. Oh my God. Yeah. Mum's like, I leave for one minute. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but the funny thing was, last thing I'll say about this, the funny thing was we went on one of those cr- boat things on the, on the is it the River Sen? River Sen? Oh, you're too good. Sen? Yes, I, we went on one of yeah. those those boat cruises and like mum was like in front of us and they, they did the tour, like the speaking tour of like, when you come under this bridge, you meant to like kiss yeah. your lover. And mum was like, turned to us and was like, <laughs> like gave us the eyebrows but she had no idea but we're just like we, as we went under it mum like looks at us like raising her eyebrows <laughs> and we're like fucking you don't know what we've been up to mate yeah righto mum yeah anyway oh bless her that's my love little her. french story for everyone i love that i love it I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah <laughs> do you have any words of advice for someone looking to move abroad yes i do it depends. Like if you're looking to like up and leave forever or whether it's just like a short term stay, I would say my advice would change. So if you're looking for like a short term, like little two years in London or, you know, like working visa stint, I would just say like say yes to every opportunity, like welcome moments where you feel uncomfortable because that's when you're like learning the most and it's okay to feel uncomfortable in a new environment Mm. um and um probably also for like a short-term or a long-term stay would be if you're moving to a country where you don't speak the language don't be like I'll pick up the language when I move there because you're just making it harder for yourself just try to learn at least the basics Mm. so then you know you can make life easier for yourself like because if you think about it like you will need to do life admin. You need to like file your taxes and, mm, you know, so go, make true. a medical appointment. How are you going to do that if you don't speak any French or like German or Italian? It gets difficult. Not everyone speaks English. Yeah. Um, that would be my biggest advice. And don't be like, oh, I'll pick it up in like four weeks, bro. I've been learning French <laughs> for like 10 years and I'm still like, uh, 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 like <laughs> not easy for some yeah. people. For some people it is easy, but... For others, it is not. Yeah. Um, and I'd say if you're going to move for like an extended period of time, just know that the first two to three years is the most difficult. It's like when you really feel like an outsider and you're like, oh, like I kind of miss home and you feel homesick a lot more. Mm. But like once you hit that like third year, you really start to like slot into the culture and you're like, actually, no, I love the culture. I love mm. the, the language. I love all the weird little quirks and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny yeah, thinking about, my yeah, thinking about the thought of actually living somewhere versus just on holidays. Like when you said, exactly. yeah, you have to book a doctor's appointment and you have to like do all this like general life stuff and like yeah. do your taxes. I'm like, the fuck like so true yeah. like you almost forget about that and like and it's like especially at the moment with like tiktok and shit i always see like these tiktoks and they're like i up and left my life in america to like live in paris and i'm like but how <laughs> like how did you just up and leave because no because like if you're american you're outside of the eu you need a visa yeah you can only get a visa if you have a job how did you get a job? Because you need often you need a visa to get a job and it's like a v, a vicious circle. It's yeah. really hard to just up and leave. Yeah. And it's also like not thinking things through. Tax yeah. tax and whatnot and like booking appointments can be stressful at the best of times, let alone being not knowing the language that you're speaking. And I feel like French people particularly 
are very um, like, you know, they're, how do I put it in a nice way? Like, they're they're not really helpful. They're not (laughs) helpful. Fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but no, um, I can say you it. You can because you live. Yeah, it. you're basically French now, but like it's it's yeah. I mean, anyone who's been to France <laughs> knows that. Oh and knows that. Um, it's they're not very welcoming of the English language no. if you're if you're visiting nah, their country. Bro. So you've got to know that. Not even the base. I feel like even if you, as you said, you've been there for, you've been yeah. studying for ten years, and you still probably have moments where they'd be like, <clears throat> "No, honey, you got yeah, it wrong." Like you like, come, to, like I remember, I was working at this school, and I had this like admin lady, like the secretary, sorry, I suppose, at the school. There no, you go. What? No, you <laughs> being like fucking rude. I just lost it. <laughs> so good. No, don't. No, it's so like, funny. Listen to my example. Yep. And so I was. I was doing something and she made me really nervous because she was like really in my face all the time. I was just like, just leave me alone. But, and I remember I was there once and I was kind of stuttering over my French because when I'm nervous, my French takes a hit. Like I'm like, yeah. and I'd been there for like a year and a half at this point. But remember I'd been there a year and a half in COVID time. So it's not like I was out meeting the French people or whatnot. Like I was just at home with my boyfriend and quite often we speak in English Mm because we had just gotten in that habit and so I was like sorting something out with admin and she was like you know Lucy like you know you've been here in a year and a half now your French should really be a lot better than it is like you might want to work on that I was like what like you you might want to work on your attitude (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was so mean but like sometimes sometimes the French can be like really mean but that's not to say that there are some beautiful French people out there like yeah I there's a reason I'm here. Actually, one of my friends was like French, the French people in France, like, I don't know how good this is to say, but it's like so true. And every expat I've met is like, oh my God, so true. But France is like that toxic boyfriend that you don't want to want, but you do. And so you keep going back to them, even though it like hurts you. That's like, I love that analogy. No, it's literally my life. (laughs) That was me on Duolingo with French. <laughs> like, I'll just keep going back because, like, I can't get enough. It's so beautiful. I, I love saying the woman eats the apple, like, ten times a day. Um, that's literally all they teach you on Duolingo. Oh like, the woman um, eats the apple. We mentioned that, you know, you have so many countries at your fingertips. Um, where do you think you would live if you weren't living in France? Well, again, I think it comes back to what we were talking about a bit earlier. Like, where would I live? Mm. Like paying my taxes, making my doctor's appointments, or where would I live for like, you know, six months, a year being like, bing bong, living my best life. (laughs) (laughs) You're speaking our language. (laughs) If I'm, if I'm bing bonging, I'm definitely going to Italy or Portugal um, because they're just like, amazing beautiful places but remember i haven't visited everywhere yet because sure. the panini got in the way totally so the big seed diddy yep. yeah 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 we and like <laughs> and no, who knows ma- maybe this is a touchy subject but would um is there talk of like the two of you moving to australia or do you think it's the plan long term is to stay where you are that's not a touchy subject it's all good um so the plan i guess the plan at the moment would be like um, I don't know. It just really depends 
what happens next. But like, I want to get my citizenship here because mm-hmm. I'm coming up in like a couple of years to being here for five years and you can apply for citizenship after that. And I was oh, like, yes, cool. get me that European passport. Like bitches watch out. Yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> so um, hot girl summer. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> she's coming. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so um, good. so that kind of takes a while to process. I'll probably be here for the next five years. But then after that, I'd really love to go to Australia for like two years just to show Canton what Australia is like, and also for have him experience like kind of the same culture shock that I went through. Yeah. Mm. And then to level up on him being like, and I did this in a pandemic. Like, yeah. <laughs> so fair. So, no, but I really want to show him Australia, like the beaches, like there's a lot of like pros and cons to both France and Australia. And then like once he's experienced Australia, we can kind of choose where we want to go. We've also spoken about like going somewhere totally different, like um, uh, Canada, since mm. we both speak French and English. We've spoken about maybe going to Switzerland because Switzerland is like the motherland of everything that's good about Europe in my <laughs> humble opinion, like beautiful scenery. The salaries are like so good if you get a good job. I've only been to, that. is it Lucerne or how do you say Lucerne? Lucerne. I don't know how you say it. I don't it. even know because I only know the French part of um, Switzerland. Uh, I have not ventured to like what the German parts and the Italian parts. Ah, uh, yeah. So no, this would be German so You would parts. know more about not really. I went on Kentucky, so <laughs> I was just drunk the whole time. It was a quick twelve-hour stopover. Uh, Lucy, or oh, should we do the should we do the Would You Rather's? Yeah, because uh, oh, I know that we've. The would you oh yeah, we'll hit you with the Would You Rather's. Yeah, we're doing the Would You Rather's. Alrighty then. Oh yeah. Okay, so um, we'll end the chat as we usually do with our favorite game of Would You Rather. Four, uh, three actually unknown questions that Luce hasn't seen. I see. So you kick things off, Mills. Alrighty. The first question is, would you rather lose all your bags on a European holiday? So you've lost oh. everything. Or, like ha- or yeah. have to pay excess baggage of $200 every time you fly. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I'd probably go the first one because I've been watching these TikToks where it's like, I don't know if it's come up on your For You page, but it's like, I watch Emily. She's a lawyer and travel and knows how to get the best out of like bad situations. And apparently if an air carrier loses your baggage, you can ask for like four grand worth of compensation or some shit. So literally like I'll lose my bag. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Wow. I didn't think of that little loophole. That's yeah. um, that's a go. life hack if ever I've heard. Yeah, like, maybe we should just lose our like, bags more often. It. Yeah, <laughs> look into it. Don't take my word as like Bible, but you know there are some sneaky loopholes if you read the like terms and conditions. Who reads those? Not me. So. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with maybe not with like what's one of the dodgy um the dodgy European airways over there? Oh, you- like Ryanair. <laughs> Ryanair. <laughs> oh, that would be like no. Actually, you have to pay us because we lost your baggage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. No, but the thing is they don't even let you take baggage on anymore. Like, you know how oh. everyone was sneaky and they were like, oh, we'll just take a backpack for a weekend trip and like smash everything in the backpack. Now they literally make you pay for a backpack and you can only take like a purse on as your personal luggage. <laughs> what do a they purse? think? How oh. am I meant to make a purse work for a weekend? Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. Some people's handbags are huge. Like that is like a 
suitcase in itself. And it's like, what do yeah, you do? That would be counted as a backpack. Oh, wow. That's so dumb. That's the thing. Like it's got to be a little purse. There you go. Okay. Well, we got around that one. That's um, hopefully. A little loophole there. Yeah. Okay. Question two. Would you rather never eat a croissant again or a Nutella crepe? Nutella crepe, totally, hands down. Okay. Oh, not a fan? Yeah. Uh, uh, France has changed me. I, it's like you, it's like it's too sugary for me now. Yeah, okay. Okay. What, what is my life? I know, I disgrace myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> more, of a, more of a baguette and a brie or camembert gal. Yeah, I don't know. Like this is so sad, but I actually like, I'm so sorry for all the vegetarians and vegans listening to this. Don't hate me. But, um, I actually love hogwa. Like I can't say it, but it's like, do you know what that is? Is it duck? Is it? No, no, yeah, no, that would be. Yeah, 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 oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, is it the, like is it the duck in bread that's yeah, the, Ooh, like gravy, like, gravy style duck in, in bread. No, never mind. No, not that. No, but, uh, but I liked the energy, but, um, <laughs> no, it's like, it's so sad. They like force feed geese to have them have fatty livers. Oh. And so you eat the fatty liver and it's like, I promise you, it's the most delicious thing I've ever <laughs> eaten in my life. But like, and it's a protected, like, um, method Entity. of force feeding these right. geese to have this but it's horribly cruel and disgusting but I just can't oh dear stop yeah myself but I never buy it for myself I only like eat it when it's like you know Canton's yep. family and they have it and I'm like yes <laughs> yeah isn't it it's interesting what is like delicacies in different countries and like mm-hmm. I mean yeah it's, it's almost like bacon for me yeah, like I get that true. vibes from bacon. I'm like, oh, I know yeah, it's this a once is in so, a blue moon. It's like pork. You know how they yeah. say pork's really bad for you? It's like that. But I'm like, but it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and in France, it's like a next level in terms of, of meat. Like, if you are vegan in France, like, just kiss eating out ever goodbye. There are no vegan options at all in restaurants and stuff. It's very different to Australia. Like, even if you're vegetarian, it's like a salad, but it'll have like eggs and wait can you eat eggs if you're a vegetarian I don't know but it's like half vegetarian you know yeah <laughs> anyway. so I wasn't imagining that I gained like 10,000 kilos on my euro <laughs> holiday no no, no. <laughs> yes <laughs> that happens <laughs> well it has been an absolute joy to see your face again and learn yes, all about your life and your culture and it's been so good I want to go to get me to France get me to fucking yeah, get me on a plane <laughs> oh, we, I can oh, I could be your tour guide <gasps> and take you to all the wineries because some would say some would say on tour some would say on tour let's go <gasps> let go I'm down yeah <laughs> buy the ticket question mark <laughs> so good you're like Quentin I have a couple of guests staying with us. <laughs> no we have guests all the time and we have you know we have the setup to welcome people so like oh. literally anytime let me know i'm here well, we're i'm not moving so. we'll be there in 28 hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's a bit soon hey yeah go on some notice oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, loose i guess it's morning where you are so have a beautiful day and um thank you so much for chatting with us yeah talk to you oh, soon. thank you yeah talk soon Bonsoir. bisous bisous salut <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then.